you have your Bible with you, um, can you just take it in your hand this morning? If you don't have, maybe you're going to use your phone. You're so welcome also to do that. But we've got a, a culture tra- tradition here in Doxadeo that we do a declaration about the Word. The Word is for us, is so important for us, and um, we believe it's the light of our life, and it brings life in whatever we do. And so we just want to do this declaration together um, as a church together. So let's say this together. This is my Bible. It is the living Word of God that directs my life. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. My mind is aware. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. You can turn to Mark chapter 6 in your Bible. We're going to read from there this morning. And so we're starting with a, with a new series today called Family on a Mission. And uh, I want to take you on a journey uh, during this next few weeks. We as, as a leadership about the Doxadeo family and why we are here, who are we, why are we here, and uh, what do we stand for. And so in this journey, we really just uh, hope that you will experience something of our heart, why we are here. So Doxadeo is a very interesting ministry. Um, maybe if you don't know, we, um, we function as one church, but with 40 different campuses and entities globally. So we are really privileged to be part of this big family globally. And um, so we have this opportunity to be in Auckland and to pray for the city. And God always speaks to us in terms of cities. When we started almost three years ago, God gave us a word and says to our leadership, our visionary leader, I will give you faith, not for a church, but faith for a city. And we believe that as church, as Doxaday, we will take hands with other churches and uh, organizations to see that we make a difference in our city where we are planted. And we are so excited about that. So I want to take you to Mark chapter 6. It's actually an incredible story, a miracle story, where Jesus fed 5,000 men and their families. Um, and we, this story not only portrays our engagement and participation in what God wants to do through every believer, but also it encapsulates some, something of Doxadeo's vision, our mission, and our model, how we function. And so the story is, is, goes like this, that Jesus and his disciples actually is on a boat, and on their way back to land, in that time, some of the people in the surrounding areas actually heard that Jesus was in the area, and they ran to this big open uh, grass field space, and they were waiting there for Jesus. And when Jesus came back, we see that this incredible uh, miracle story happens. And I want to take you uh, to Mark chapter 6 to read this with me in Mark chapter 6, verse 34. It says, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. And by this time, it was late in the day. So his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, that would take more than a half than half a year's wages. Are we going to spend that much on bread and give them, give them to eat? How many loaves do you have? 
Jesus asked, go and see. And when they found out, they said, five loaves and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people, this is now 5,000 plus, it's 5,000 men and their families, to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he, thanked, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who had eaten was 5,000. 5,000 men and their families. So this was quite a large number of people, quite a big crowd. And this is an incredible story, most probably the biggest, one of the biggest miracle story that you will see in the Bible and read about. And so out of this story, God really spoke to us as a ministry. Um, and everything that we do today and the fruit that we see on our ministries, actually, uh, we see encapsulated in this story in Mark 6. Now, obviously, uh, this story... It's also, uh, you, it's available in all of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And obviously to see the different uh, perspectives and vantage points is so great to actually read the story. But there were some observations that I just want to bring forward and, and um, show you to you that was really important for us as a ministry. And then we're going to go to some, th- some things that we value as a ministry. So firstly, the first observation is that Jesus was moved with compassion. When he saw the crowd, when he came over the hill and he saw the crowd, um, he had compassion because he saw that they were like sheep without a shepherd. They were like sheep without a shepherd. Now, a sheep that lost its shepherd basically is in a hopeless state. I don't know if you know that. I mean, uh, they will become prey for the wild eventually at the end of the day. Um, And the hopelessness of this crowd, this Sheep without a shepherd did not just grab Jesus' attention, but we see that it grabbed his heart. Grabbed his heart. And he had compassion on them. So this is the first observation. And that really is something evident for us as a ministry is to say, God, what is the need that we see around us? What is the people that we see around us or the uh, environments that, that they look like sheep without a shepherd? And maybe God, can, we can just ask God to something, stir something of compassion in our hearts and that we will be moved by that. The second observation is Jesus wanted them to find out what they had to give the disciples. This was really interesting. Um, in John 6, you also read the same story. And it's actually, um, it says that this two fish and five loaves actually belong to a young boy. And I can just imagine, I'm not sure where he was, you know, was he on his way to some place or whatever. But we see, I can just see this picture of this little boy, uh, maybe on his way to a friend or wherever, maybe to school, I don't know. But he got, he got caught up in this crowd of people and heard that Jesus is going to be somewhere. And now his mother maybe packed him this lunch basket or something you know two fish and five loaves and uh, you know it's just significant that in this time and when we read this that I just I just felt in my heart that God was saying that 
doesn't matter your age or your background or even your status. You always have something to give. This little boy didn't know what impact this two, two fish and five loaves will make that day. It will actually be turned over into an incredible miracle. And maybe the, the question for us today is, in this life that we're living in and we see the brokenness, we see pain, we see lostness of people, hopelessness around us, God wants to use us. And sometimes we always feel like maybe we'll use someone else, you know, I'm not really uh, qualified for this. But all what God is asking is, what do you have in your basket? What do you have in your basket? So Jesus wanted them to find out what they had to give. And, and we see this little boy with his, with his basket. And it was uh, God actually took the smallest contribution to actually see a great, the big, one of the biggest miracles come to pass in that time. So we see further that Jesus directed them to have all the people sit in groups of hundreds and fifties. And this is actually something of Dr. Deo's model that we got out of the scriptures that we will never be a, we don't inspire to be, aspire to be a, a mega church. And so we actually see that we will be uh, smaller churches all over the city, taking hands with other organizations and ministries and see that we make a difference. The next observation is Jesus wanted the disciples to distribute the food. Um, we see this is incredible. That Jesus had more faith in the disciples than I think they had in, them, in themselves. Uh, he had faith in them, you know. And this was also interesting, just seeing this picture, you know, maybe Peter and some of the other disciples thinking, that, okay, Jesus said, okay, get the, what do you have? Okay, we've got two fish and five loaves. And then I can just imagine Peter standing in and it's like, Hey, boys, let's see what's going to happen here. Jesus is going to do an amazing thing today. There's something up, he's got something up his sleeve today. And they're standing there. And all of a sudden, Jesus says, okay, now you go and feed them. It's like, we, we should do it. Yeah, yeah, you should do it. And then I can just see this moment where Jesus had this faith in them. And they actually, in that moment, they had to break the bread and distribute it. Can you just see this picture? Maybe Peter standing there with this one loaf. And, and the, he sees this crowd in front of him, groups of 50s and 100s, and, and Jesus says, you're going to do it now. You're the instrument now. Uh, you know, I, I will do the miracle. I will do the blessing of what you had, but you are going to be the instrument. And then I can just see Peter maybe there standing and he's distributing and breaking the bread. And when he comes to the end of this little loaf, you know, it's just like, Oh, my goodness, you know, it's like, boys, is this going to work, you know? What do you guys think, you know? And he's just breaking the bread, and it never just ends. It just keeps on going. Can you just imagine that moment? Miracle moment. A moment where they realize that God is in this. God wants to use us. So Jesus had faith in them. And then last, the last observation was that Jesus satisfied the needs of all the people. You know, they just didn't, they didn't just have a spiritual need. They also had a physical need. And Jesus came to really satisfy all of that. We see at the end of this story that Jesus 
picked up, uh, or the disciples, sorry, the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of bread and fish. And that's something of our vision, 12 cities, 12 baskets, that God said to us, you will go to 12 cities and, and they will make an impact and a difference. And we are now currently in nine cities as a ministry, and we thank God for that. And here in Auckland, we want to say, God, how do you want to use us? How do you want to use us? We are here as instruments in your hands. So out of this, as a ministry, we said that God is really speaking to us through the scripture. Mark chapter 6. This whole story is something just evident of how we function and, and what's important for us and what we stand for. Maybe different than the typical church that we see today. And, and we would, I just want to share this with you today. Maybe in your heart, God is speaking to you and say, you know, just let's see how God can change our thinking and how we think about life and how we think about our community, how we think about our city, how we think about our faith, how we think about Christianity, because it was never meant to be a thing of coming to church, get a nice sermon. That's also great, but it's actually more than that. God wants to use us, even in the smallest thing that we have. Two fish, five loaves. What do you have in your basket? So some of the things that we value out of this as a family I want to take you to four things, and you can write them down um, if you want to, or take a picture. So the first one is that we as a family value to move from a place of concern to a place of compassion for our community. It's so easy to have a concern about the things that's not going right in our city. It's easy. But we see that Jesus had compassion. He just didn't have this concern. And we read even further in, in Luke 19, we see as Jesus actually, before he sends out his disciples and some of the leaders that was around him, he, we see in this scripture, it says, as he approached and saw the city, he wept over it. There was something of, of Jesus' heart that broke down when he saw the brokenness and the need of the cities that he went to. And maybe the same for us today. God is calling us, and as a ministry, as a, a Doxodeo family, God calls us to be at a place where we move from concern to compassion, that we will see what the need is in our uh, environment, the need in our city, and that will, that will break our hearts. You see, concern is something that starts in the mind, but compassion is something that starts in the heart. And compassion will always lead you to action. You know, if you have concern about something, you always just talk about it. You do nothing about it. Oh, I'm concerned about, you know, where's this world going today? But compassion says, I can see the brokenness. I can see the need. And God, this is what I have in my basket. Use me. Use me. The second thing that we value is moving believers from just coming to church for ministry to being equipped to go and to do ministry. It's incredible to come together and, and just experience worship and experience a sermon, but we here at Docs Today want to see that, that we partner together and that you will be equipped so that God can use you, use us. You know, as you get older in life, it's actually incredible, you know, when you're young, it's all about success, you know, how can I be a successful person in life? But as you get older, that changes to significance. How significant is my life? 
And to be significant, to experience your significance is something of being able to take up responsibility and look, you know, see, discover what God has done in your life, what he has imparted in your life, and to use that in your life, to use it to actually reach people around us. So we want to see that every individual in this family go on a journey to discover your gifts and your talents and to know who you are in Christ so that we can make a difference. The third value that we have is moving from condemning our city to blessing our city. It's so easy to condemn the things that not, that's not uh, positive or, you know, uh, that's not working out for you. But to bless our city is a different approach. It's a different posture that we take. So as believers, we are, we are up against a world system that show a lot of hatred towards our beliefs sometimes. And it sometimes feel like you don't belong in this environment. And that can lead to a place where you condemn things around you. And we see the same scenario when we, see, we read the story of Israel, God's nation experiencing the same while they were exiled to Babylon in Jeremiah 29 verse 7. Uh, they were God's people, but they were stuck in this strange land. It's like, I, we don't belong here. And the same, it, it can be the same for you. We're in this world system and we do things differently, but the world system is different. You know, we don't fit here. And then God comes and he gives them this instruction in Jeremiah 29 verse 7. I want to read it to you. It says, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. It may not be the nicest environment that you find yourself in. But the scripture says, pray to God for the city, even if it's not going well. Pray for it, because if it prospers, you will actually benefit from that. And that's a, another posture to take. That's another way of thinking about life. It's getting to a place where we start speaking blessing in everything that we do. And then the last point that we value is we want to move from building walls to building bridges with our community. You know, after COVID, it's so easy to actually isolate ourselves. Um, just us four, no more. <laughs> you know, we just, we just, it's easy, you know, and socially, we just isolate. And I think as church, we want to get together and say, God, it's for us important. It's important for us to actually build bridges, not walls. We want to reach out to the person next to us. We want to reach out to the ministry next to us. We want to reach out to the organization and together, collectively, make a difference. Jesus said this when he was praying to the Father in John 17. He says, I do not pray for you to take them out of the world. He was praying about us, the believers. I do not pray, Lord, that you will take them out of this world system. This world, word world, is actually the world system. He says, as you have sent me, Jesus, into this world, even so I have sent them into the world. So as Jesus was sent to this world to be light and to make a difference, Jesus says, I'm going to the Father, but I will send you. Let's send them to be the light, to be the representatives of our kingdom. Someone once said these words and asked the question, if we had to 
take away all the churches and Christians in our community, in our city, will they even miss us? Will they miss us? And that's the thing. How are we building bridges and reaching out to people around us? Matthew 5. Worship team, you guys can come to. Uh, you guys can come forward. Um, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. We are light. We have something of a calling on our lives. And in closing this morning, Doxodeo, maybe you don't know the name and what it means. Doxodeo means the glory of God. Doxa is the Greek word for glory and Deo, Latin for God. And uh, we see that the glory, we want to see that the glory of God will be evident everywhere that we go. I want to read you the scripture that Runo actually talked about. In Habakkuk 2 verse 14, it says, the whole earth is full of his glory. And as truly as I live, says the Lord, all the earth will be filled with the knowledge of my glory, even as the waters cover the sea. Even as the waters cover the sea. And this is something that we just want you to experience, that we will be people with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. His glory is his presence, his light, his power, that we will be carriers of that wherever we go. That's why we say we are not just a family, but we want to be a family on mission. We want to see that God uses us. So my question to you this morning, what do you have in your basket that God can use? He wants to use you. He wants to use you as an instrument for his work. And this is our dream, is to see God's transforming presence in our city. Wherever we go. Can I ask you please to stand up with me this morning? And we're just going to pray and then uh, conclude this in a time of worship. So Lord, we thank you for this moment that we can just align our hearts with your word. Thank you, Jesus, that you, calls, uh, you call us to make an impact, Lord. Thank you that we can be available for you, Lord. We want to stand here this morning, not just as a church, but as a church family, Lord. A family on mission to say, Lord, use us. We are here. We, may you just come in and stir something of a compassion in our hearts for the brokenness and the pain and the lostness in our community around us. May we just experience the, your heart for this city and align our hearts with that, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can be here to build bridges and not walls. Thank you, Lord, that you have chosen us to be and get together as a family to bless our city. And that's what we want to do. Sometimes we can complain so much about things in life and about things in our city, Lord, but we want to come and get together as a family and bless and speak life over our city. Thank you, Lord, that we can just align our lives with you and take the lead from Christ in everything that we do. And we know, Lord, that this will be a place where people can experience your presence, experience your grace, experience your love. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's worship together this morning.